Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There must be a space that is not so focused on being right, but focusing on being whole and allowing people to be their full selves. And for me, it means being a black queer man, right? So much of my identity has been made centered within my sexuality, not due to my own choice, but because everybody else has so much to say about it. My name is Joseph Solomon. I'm a singer, songwriter, poet, spoken word artist, YouTuber, lifelong student, ever doubtful Christian, frequent flyer. Well, at least before COVID. Welcome to the Flights and Feelings podcast, where we thoughtfully and vulnerably travel through faith, relationships, sexuality, science, health, and culture via storytelling, poetry, and conversation. Shout out to the good folks over at the Flights and Feelings Sky Club. They are a huge reason as to why you're able to receive this content now. As a matter of fact, they've already heard the unedited, unabridged version of this conversation you're about to hear. So if you'd like to support the Flights and Feelings podcast and also get extra content, early content, and some pretty cool live hangouts, join me at the Flights and Feelings Sky Club at patreon.com slash what is Joe doing. So here's the thing. I've not publicly addressed the conversation of Christian faith and how it intersects with the conversation of same-sex attraction or or, or, uh, homosexuality, uh, queerness, trans, all all that sort of surrounds the LGBTQ conversation. I've not spoken much about it. I feel like a lot of the conversation has been redundant in some ways or I've not been able to offer a a nuanced perspective within all the redundancy and I've really just been kind of sitting back and and listening and and learning and so anyways if I were to ever approach this publicly I, I always really prefer to for it to be conversational you know 
that way in a live setting, uh, not just online with with an immediate audience, but rather a sort of deferred audience that will listen to it later. Just have a conversation with someone that you personally care about. Uh, They personally care about you. Uh, You care about their well-being. They care about your well-being. They come to the conversation with that understanding as well. And you're able to agree and disagree. And I think that's what happens in this conversation that I have with a friend of mine named Will, uh, who is a a really dope creative, um, specifically in poetry, just a a really, really good writer, just a, a really good writer. And he shares a lot of his writings on Instagram. You can follow him at Mr. James Poetry. And though he is more than his writing and and he is more than his sexuality, he would identify himself in one way as a queer black man and a good thinker. I think he's a I think he's a good thinker. And I think that's why this conversation uh, went well It's sort of couched on friendship and two people who are able to think critically about life, even though we agree on quite a few things, but we also disagree on quite a few things. And we're able to acknowledge that in the conversation and be able to offer some pushback to each other in that. And I know that when these type of conversations happen, usually there are sort of one person has their boxer that they're they're rooting for and betting on, and then, the, and then another group has a, a boxer that they're rooting for and betting on, and they're looking for their champion to be a voice for them. You know, like, well, I got to make sure that they say this or that they they check them on this, and we we approach it that way, and it's really it's really difficult to think critically through all that's being said on your own if you come with that perspective, and so. That wasn't the goal of this conversation for someone to win over the other, me somehow beat him in an argument or him beat me in an argument. It wasn't an argument. It wasn't a debate. It really was a conversation between two people who agree on a number of things, but also disagree on a number of things. And so we have a conversation about sexuality and in particular sexuality as it relates to Christian faith. I do believe that we have to be cognizant of the unintentional harm that our language does to people. Um, on both sides, it's there must be a space that is not so um, focused on being right, but focusing on being whole mm-hmm. and allowing people to be their full selves. Mm-hmm. And for me, it means being a black queer man, right? So much of my identity has made has been made centered um, within my sexuality, not due to my own choice, but because everybody else has so much to say about it. You know, um, I was watching watching um, the Grapevine TV. Um, it's like this YouTube series, um, 
And some of the people were saying, I knew that I was gay before I knew I was black because other people told me. Other people was like, oh, they would call me faggots, sissies, and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. right? They made my sexuality important before I even knew who I was. Mm. Um, and so not to compare race and sexuality because they are very different things. Because um, one thing, you can't hide if you're black, right? Mm. Um, but what we oftentimes ask queer people to do is to erase themselves or to conform to our idea of comfort. Even when um, same-sex marriage was made legal, the Christians were in an uproar because they were saying, I don't want this to influence my children. This is abomination, blah, 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 blah. We see doctors all the time on TV and ain't nobody out here being becoming doctors, right? So I think this rhetoric of influence, you know, and the thing, and the idea is like, I don't believe the notion that gay is bad because I am gay, right? Mm. So I don't believe in giving people the language to discredit my humanity. I don't give them that permission. Um, and I, I will say that sometimes, speaking of, and not to like revert back to like Candace and Jackie, but oftentimes when queer people hear, I was like Jackie's rhetoric they feel as though someone is discrediting their in, entire existence as a person. And mm-hmm. that is heavy because you go through life, even you as a black male, you know how it feels to go through life, having to prove that your life matters. Mm-hmm. And so now you add another category, whether you're not, let's say you're you know black and gay and you're a woman, or you're black and you're trans, you have to maneuver through all these intersections that are so often met with violence and so often met with violence from your own people. Mm. Um, So I'm unapologetically queer. I don't have a notion that God does not love me because of my queerness. Um, I do not approve of language that centers... Um, consequence on that, right? Mm. Um, and I also understand that a lot of Christians don't agree with me, and that's their life. But what I can say is, you know, I know that justice is what love looks like in public. And if we fail to remember, if we fail to advocate for our queer and trans brothers and sisters, we are aiding and abetting a system, the same system that have robbed heterosexual black bodies because all black lives matters, not just the ones who we want to matter because oftentimes that just means black straight men. Yeah. It oftentimes leave out black straight women too. Yeah. And another thing is, you know, we talk about sexual morality And oftentimes that is used to police people's bodies and to police people's sexual agency. I believe in people having the agency to express themselves sexually. Um, And that's okay if other people don't believe that. But instead of saying, I don't believe in this, what do you believe in? Right? 
saying, oh, you're going to go to hell. And I'm not speaking about anybody at this particular moment. I'm saying so much of the rhetoric that I do here mm-hmm. is based in consequence. And it's not speaking of, oh, like, and, and even the people who have questions about their sexuality and working through their sexuality, there's no space for them to sit in church and say, I am dealing with this. And I, I feel as though this is a sin without facing scrutiny, right? Mm-hmm. People want you to be in the end process so quick. They want you to be, oh, delivered, which I don't think that's, that's not going to happen for me because I know there's nothing wrong with me. But people who feel that way, they want, you know, people be like, oh, you know, you're not gay no more or you don't have these, you know, um, feelings. That's crazy, yeah. right? And I don't believe in suppression. What what in the prison is that? <laughs> so, it's, it's, I have you, you, you touched <laughs> on so many like you felt like you were like hitting on like a whole bunch of little conversational points that I could have, and I was trying, <laughs> at the same time trying to let you like just yeah go through that. Whole, I was just rambling, huh? <laughs> not rambling. It was really yeah. good, like. Um, really good points of conversation that I just was like, at the same time, I felt like you were still talking. So I wasn't trying to like, yeah, yeah. Cut off a, a good train of thought. It was a good train of thought uh, for you. And so I, I will say this though. I think there's different expressions about the human experience that we can try to make one-to-one comparisons mm-hmm. and they're never really one-to-one comparisons. So like we can even, like I know some people sometimes talk about the comparisons and even and you even slightly did that with making a comparison about sexuality and race. But at the end of the day, it's you also know that it's, it's different. So there's, there can be some correlation mm-hmm. uh, in how we maneuver through those categories in society. But at the end of the day, they just simply are not Right, right, right. The same thing. So I want to make that distinction. But the, I guess the thirty thousand foot um, classification I'm trying to make, or or correlation I'm trying to make, is that the, the I, I don't even know why violence was the first thing that came to, to me about something I suppress about myself, and kind of like our last conversation about like I don't know. I'm not saying there's no line, but at the same time, I'm not quite sure where the line is right. about like there are certain things about my, I, I, on one side, I feel like people um, should learn to not suppress themselves so much that there are very beautiful things about yourself that society is telling you, don't do that. Don't express yourself in that way. And you find freedom when you decide to mute society or mute particular voices and you express yourself. So I, I'm I'm definitely of that persuasion. And then at the same time, I also think that there is some line. And I'm in the and, and I'm in that conversation about trying to right, right. you know talk about, you know, those lines or whatever it may be. Um but yeah, it's I, the, the whole I guess the whole point I'm trying to make is this is that is suppression always inherently Wrong, even in terms of sexuality. For instance, a man who is with um, his wife, even Kevin Stage sort of made this. I never saw the comments if anybody said anything about that, but Kevin Stage made this comment in conversation with Jackie about how, like, he sees as quote as he quotes says many butts. He's <laughs> when he's out. I, it's not that as if he's not attracted to other women outside of his wife, but he does make a conscious decision to suppress that particular part of his sexuality um, 
not simply for the betterment of himself, but for the betterment of somebody that's outside of himself. And I'm presenting this as conversation again, not as like a but gotcha moment. What, what, but what a, I'm hearing is um, okay. that it's not even necessarily a text to like his sexuality, more so his control, because he's going to still have sex with a woman. Because mm. his desire is to have sex with a woman. Mm-hmm. That's why he's drawn to the multiple butts, many butts, you know, this <laughs> field of butts. Field of butts. <laughs> but ultimately, he still arrives at his desire when he's with his wife. Not fully, though. What, what, what will be the full manifestation of that? Do you want me, you want me to yeah. speak as a... Like, no, 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 honestly, <laughs> I want us to get to the point of, like, what is the full manifestation that he is... Hoping to happen. Mm, yeah, I th- I think that a fuller expression. I don't even speak for. I won't even speak for Kevin. I'll speak for myself. Mm-hmm. A fuller expression of my sexuality would be to have um, consensual sex with a lot of different women, mm. because one woman does not simply. She does not in and of herself fulfill all that I would um, desire and, and, and find attractive about a woman. I, I, I would like to experience um, not just different body shapes, but different. A field of butts. <laughs> a, a field of even behavior of those like who like the way that someone may move sexually mm-hmm. or whatever it may be and how and, and even the connection that you may feel that you don't feel with somebody else. There is a suppression, so that that's the one-to-one correlation that you can even experience if someone who's uh, uh, a queer black man who f- who may find himself in a monogamous relationship mm-hmm. with one man, and yet there has to be, maybe not for you, but I would assume for a lot of, maybe for you, you speak for yourself, I don't know, I'll let you chime in, but there has to be a suppression of your desire for men outside of the man that you find yourself in a relationship with. So I understand the suppression part of like not being, um, what's the word? Is it adulterous? Sure. If you want to use that. That's what you're suppressing. You are uh, suppressing adultery or fornication, whatever you want to say. Well, I don't want to use language that's, Explicitly biblical right here. More so uh, uh, sexuality that is uh, polygamous in nature. Okay. So you are suppressing the desire to not be faithful. That's what that is. But isn't faithfulness a a, a social construct though? That is, it all depends on the person. Monogamy? Is that a? Yes. Right. But the idea, the idea of what what I'm having trouble to like correlating is that we are I'm not saying you're correlating it, but mm. you can't really say that a man who is looking at a field of many butts um, and he suppresses that. I hate that you keep using this. Opposed to a queer person who wants to be in a monogamous, monogamous relationship and we are expecting this queer person to suppress the desire to be in a healthy relationship. It's two different things. Okay. Yeah. It, yes and no. How is it not? <laughs> so, like, 
Yeah, you're right. Again, because there's never a full on one to one correlation. But yet in this, but still, you're. Would you agree that part of your sexuality, not the sum total of yeah. it, but at least part of your sexuality, is who you find yourself attracted to, not simply the person you find yourself yes. in a relationship with. Yes. Okay. So there has to be a suppression mm-hmm. of part of your sexuality in order to operate more fully in or or more healthily in a in in in, in a desired space of sexuality within a monogamous relationship. I think it's fair to say that I'm I'm attracted to men. So it's Plural, men's. Men's. <laughs> I hate like that fishes. video. By I hate that <laughs> the video that, uh, I'm sorry, I won't even get distracted about. Remember, do you remember the video that like came out a while ago? Like, at the I don't like conference? men's no more. I don't like men's no more. And that's just foolish. It was, so that is a problem. I agree. It's a scam. That is a problematic. Uh, exploitation also. Exploitation as well of a man who... I don't know where he was at in his sexuality or, or, or mentality, spirituality in that moment. It was an exploitation. And it was a, um, it, yeah, it was a trivialization as well of the fullness of someone's sexual attractiveness and like who they find attractive and all that. And to, and to say that I'm, I'm, I'm delivered from quote unquote, I, I agree to some extent in that sense of like, yeah, the, um, I, though I I don't dismiss the possibility of God deciding or choosing or um, that that would be someone's experience that they no longer find themselves attracted to um, a particular um, person, uh, man, uh, man or woman. But at the same time, I don't know how. I don't know how realistic or should I say how probable that is. I, I, I doubt how how common that is um, that you would find yourself like, oh, yeah, I, I just no longer desire that any, any more fully and thoroughly. What I find interesting, and I think this is the problematic area of the conversation, is that this idea of queer people living this life of suppression their entire life over like they're, they're this is like people they want to have families um they want to be loved just like heterosexual people mm-hmm. and what we are telling people or what Christians are telling queer folk is that your desires are wrong so pray until God um, gives you heterosexual desires or do not act on your same sex desires and live a life of abstinence and singleness or or just wait for him to change your heart and do you know how many people wait and it never happens and do you know how many people deny themselves families and regular lives? And what's so problematic is 
um, heterosexual Christians and people around, not just Christians, right? Because I don't want to like just say Christians because it's other people who frown upon same-sex relationships. Um, they are living their lives, creating families, having homes, spending families with their hol- like holidays with their families. And we are telling queer people, no, you don't get to have this. So you, you yeah, so you're seen as not simply as a denial of someone's um, physical sexuality, but their their life, just their, their existence uh, and happiness, yeah, and, and and what they find joy in it. And life. we trivialize um, same sex relationships by just making it about sex. Um, heterosexual people have sex, but we're not always talk- asking straight people. Oh, when was the last time y'all had sex? You know, mm-hmm. we want to know about your families. We want to know what your favorite color is. What did you eat for dinner? Right. When you speak of saying, when we speak of gay people or queer people, the first thing brought to the table is sexuality. It's not like, oh, like how, how's your family? Do you have children? And those questions are asked because people don't think we deserve it. We'll be right back. I think that anyone who is involved with we all we all come to a conversation, we all come to a relationship with some degree of what we think is right and wrong. And we're willing to budge on certain areas, but and but then there's like sort of the more more intense side of the spectrum of our morality that we're just like we're not bending on that. Um, is it, is it possible that in that space, it's not simply the Christian that is hoping in an interpersonal relationship for someone to change the way they see something? Is that not all relationship to some degree that we come to the table expecting someone else to, to shift in some way? Yeah, but not to the detriment of their life. Mm, but what if the other person doesn't believe it's to their detriment? That's fine. But I'm saying <laughs> for queer people, it's to or their this queer person, it is to our detriment. It's to their detriment. Because once again, it's the denial of what we want, of what we desire. And I know that like the Bible says, you know, about, you know. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. Deny your desires and wants. All and that. Yeah, yeah. But you have the desire to be straight, right? You have a desire to have a wife. I do, but I also have a desire. Again, I don't mean to. I don't want to trivialize. No, 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 so no. it's only for. No, it's I'm good. This conversation it's, with you, yeah, like, yeah, 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 it's like. But so, and and this is where I allow you to challenge me on that. Like, I also have a desire to have consensual sex with a lot of beautiful women. But what's stopping you? My faith and what I believe to be right. What I believe to be healthy, not just for myself, but for the women that I interact with, mm-hmm. uh, and so I so I, so I suppress those de- desires to the to some detriment to my, you know, physical, yeah, well being. But queer people are just saying, "I want families, and I want to live a life." That is closely adjacent to straight people. Yeah, but here's, so here's a pushback, and you can offer you can offer your pushback on as well. Like, 
is there not some sort of assumed entitlement in that in that notion that under this perspective that there is a God who orchestrates and allows family dynamics and love mm-hmm. and relationships and so forth, and yet um is there not some sort of sense like like I am entitled to so for instance like a woman who uh, there's another people group who desire to have something that's adjacent to you know the quote unquote American nuclear family is the woman who is infertile mm-hmm. and she can't have the family that she wants right. or the single woman who has not um found a man uh, has not found herself in a relationship with a, a, a man who truly loves and respects her and wants to build a family with her. And so she's found herself single. Um, I know, again, I have to keep saying this. No, no, no. It's but it's still, like there's never... There's we never, don't work through it. Yeah, there's never one-to-one correlations. Right, right. So I'm, I'm trying to find ideas as close as possible for the sake of argument that like there are people who... who, who who desire the same things that you want is a family dy- is a family dynamic because what you're saying is not it's not simply that the, my desires are not simply encapsulated in who I'm having uh, sex I, with. I get horny for yeah. right it's also who I I have love and care and like I I have emotional attachment to I want to have an emotional attachment and, commitment to a man and my desire to participate in the purpose for that in the purpose of the why they are while they're here on this earth I am genuinely interested in participating in God's dream for that person yeah it's not about just sex absolutely yeah so and I think that's what I, I would hope people approach heterosexual marriage in the exact same light is that I want to participate in God's vision for that per that right, person right. I see who they are now and I see all the potential of what God wants to do in their life. And I wanted, I want to be a close participant and even active agent alongside God in that. And that's how I see family, whether that, and and that's, that's for my romantic partner. And that's for the children that I decide to nurture as well, that I want to be a close participant in God's vision for that person. Um, And yet there are people who have those very same desires who have, who are heterosexual and have not found themselves in that privilege, I guess you could say. Um, but they are always in what pursuit of it, right? Uh, yes and no. For a woman who is who's no, she's infertile. That some, at some point another, the pursuit. That's another down. way, right? She she may attempt to adopt, mm-hmm. right? She may take other. She's going to potentially. I'm not saying definitely, but potentially she's going to. Construct the family dynamic that she longs for. That's not, but but it's a family dynamic that is not what she ideally envisions. Yeah, that's fine. But the thing is, though, um, there are ways for us to still access like promises that God has for us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and. That's that's very unfortunate that you know she was not able to like bear children, mm-hmm. but I also think that oh like 
there's another way for you to be, to still be a mother, mm. right? Um, but what we're saying is, um, queer people are saying that I want to love who I love mm. and have, and it's like if we can't have children, that's fine, right? Mm. But guess what we're going to do? Adopt. Yeah. Find a surrogate. Um, it's not the same, right? Because um, I don't want to trivialize um, women's um, the women who suffer from the inability to conceive. Mm. Um, but I also don't want to trivialize same-sex relationships who have the desire to have children and who go through other methods. Yeah, and still build the family that they want. And and so like the same way that you said like women are or yeah women or fam uh couples who are not able to have their own children they 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 go about other methods of finding the fi- family dynamic that's not exactly what they want and so is that not what uh, and I have not ever publicly or verbally suggested this so I'm, I'm mm-hmm. literally playing. Christian's advocate, saint's right. advocate in this space of like, is that not what some are suggesting? Is like, you may not be able to get the family dynamic in this specific way that you desire it, but there is a way to get family dynamic. I think that like, because that's even a very similar language to what people use around heterosexual singles, that it's like, you may never get married or you may not get married for a long time, and you have to understand that a heterosexual romantic marriage is not the pinnacle of your identity or your fulfillment in this life. Even if you got it, it wouldn't. Even if you even if you obtained it, it wouldn't be. And if you don't obtain it, then there are other ways to express or to uh, receive the family dynamic that you long for, the nurturing that you long for, the love that you long for among those outside of you. In your interaction, because you've had told me, you know, about your childhood and so forth you've you've had interaction with church and christianity growing up right right and then even a bit of it in your adulthood as well and trying to navigate through that like trying to wrestle with it Mm -hmm. uh in relation to my queerness your queerness why do you why do you call it that by the way why why do you because i noticed that you you use i'm queer or my queerness more than you say um, I'm gay. So queerness is also how I. Um, it's also like a politic too. Mm-hmm. It's my worldview on things. Um, queer just queer just allows for people to identify with anything besides being heterosexual, right? Mm-hmm. So that also includes um, bisexual people or non-binary people. Mm-hmm. Um, it allows for a spectrum to actually exist. Um, and for for black people, for black um, same-sex people, um, queerness is appropriate because of it's also a political statement. 
um, that I do not match up with the the normative. Yeah, is that yeah? Am I understanding correctly? Yeah, and that's this quote. I forgot who it's by. Um, but black people are inherently queer because mm. we don't necessarily fall on the spectrum of what is expected or what is um, has been deemed um, the standard. Because the broader definition of queer is simply like weird or different, different yeah. or whatever. And there was a time where queer, just like the word gay, was mm-hmm. used in a much broader, like obviously gay was used more in the terms of like, Happiness and stuff like that. Right, and right. I'm not. I don't know the etymology of it. I don't know when it sort right. of transitioned more popular to, um, to be in reference to sexuality and even queer. I can even probably imagine that in my own lifetime went from like just being like, man, that's a queer thing. That's like it's like that's an odd. It meant it was mm. more using the terms of like synonymous with odd, right? Off right. the off the beaten path type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, so as a queer as a queer man. Um, who is trying to interact with what the Bible prescribes as norm? Do you do you think that the Bible prescribes a norm for sexuality? Um, yes, right. I do believe that. I do, um, and this is also why I wrestle with um, the Christian faith. Also, um, I do believe that the Bible advocates for um, a man and a woman to be in union with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've read from, there's nothing in the Bible, to my knowledge, outside of the soul tie that John, Jonathan and David had. And that was a spiritual, you know, thing. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing to my knowledge that advocates for um, same-sex, you know, relationships. And But I'm also okay with saying that that's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. and I know for Christians, that's just like, oh, you get to choose what you're going to follow and what you're not going to follow, right? Yeah. Um, but until you step inside a queer body and feel and experience like what I feel, it's very hard for me to reconcile with the fact that God wants me to behave in a way that seems so foreign. Not just foreign because of I'm unfamiliar with it, but foreign in the way that it is not who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm okay with saying that I also don't want to believe in a homophobic God. Okay, don't open that can of worms just yet because I just want to like, so I want to jot that down at the top. Homophobic, <laughs> I don't want to deal with a homophobic God. But like this sort of pushback against like, God wanting you to behave in a way that is, um, it's just not you. Would would you dis would you dismiss the idea that there is a there is a God who desires, um, and I'm not even hinting at. Let me just go ahead and make this clear. I'm when I say this, I'm not hinting that somehow conversion means lack of homosexual desires. Right. I don't advocate for that. I don't as a, I, I don't, I just, I just don't. Um, but in that still, is there, is there not space if, if for a, for a God who defines himself in the same way that you define yourself mm-hmm. to allow God to define himself and say, because I'm God and I define how, um, 
how I've I've made people, I can also remake them and give them either new desires or I can cause them to have a desire that uh, wants to walk in a way that is aligned with the harmony that I have for people. And I'm asking this very open-ended and I genuinely want to know. So I believe that um, God is capable of doing anything. Um, That's just my belief. And if somehow, magically, I become straight, then we will all know that it was God's doing because it's not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I also know um, that I have waited to be straight before. It didn't happen. Um, I don't think that that's, I don't think that the, I don't see anywhere in the Bible, nor do I, I my perspective, I, I don't see that as a sort of primary objective when it comes to conversion, like about anyone, like you're now you're, um, called to be straight. That's been some people's testimonies. Yeah. You know, uh, even people that I personally know. I don't think that that's like the, somehow the, the, yeah, the rubric for. What is the call is the question. What is the what? What is the call? If that is not the call, because I think, and from what I've heard is, God is calling us to be righteous. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but, Righteousness also means um, either to, if you are queer, that means to lay down your desires Mm -hmm. um, and allow um, the heterosexual appealing God to give you um, heterosexual desires. (laughs) That's what traditional... Uh, uh, churchianity, would, but that's what that's say. required. That's what that's the end goal is righteousness. Is from what people preach, and people do a lot of people do not believe that righteousness and homosexuality are coupled together. That's what we must agree on. Yes, I would, I I would agree. In that conversation, I like. And the reason why it's so difficult, the reason why I'm stuttering so much, because when we say homosexuality, a lot of times, again, like I, I asked about culture, how there's so much emphasis on someone's sexuality in in tandem with their identity, as it's it's as if to suggest that if homosexuality is wrong, you are denying who I my my dignity as as a human right. being. That's what it's been um, wrapped up in, and I. I also hope for this this space. I don't think it's always been allowed for um, traditional leaning Christians to be able to to navigate that, however brokenly or mistakenly they can. Who 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 will unapologetically say, like myself, all yeah, all Black Lives Matter. I I I find no satisfaction in the harm or denial of dignity. Of anyone, I think because of their sexuality. I think the, this is where we have to be accountable for what we believe, though, okay. right? Um, because if we believe all Black lives matter, right, mm-hmm. um, and we believe like this queer person lives matter or this trans person lives matter, then what we also 
be okay with gay marriage. some flack on a recent um zoom hangout that i did mm-hmm. with uh, some people that don't <laughs> believe quite like i do um and the, and it wasn't even the people that i was on a zoom with uh the live stream with it was actually somebody in the comment section who said doesn't joseph believe that lgbt people are are sinful you know basically suggesting that i shouldn't even be on this panel um because i believe that and he said, well, I don't really know his views, but he's on the fence. And I found that very interesting because he's right. I Not necessarily about the on the fence per se, but that I've, I've never voiced much opinion about gay marriage. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've thought somewhat through the implications of it. For someone who does not ble- believe the same as I do and wants to live a life of, of religious freedom in America... I, for good or bad, have not cared too much. Like, if that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. And I think to some degree, I think that is in line with Christian faith in that you don't belong to the same belief that I believe. And so it's it's not up to me to try to curb your desires in a legal way. Right. I, I, um, it, so long as it's not uh, my American duty is to make sure that it's it's not to the harm or detriment of someone else. My religious duty, I don't, I don't, I don't really see how it overlaps as much as a lot of Christians would suggest that it does. That the, the, the we, I don't think we have as much to say in that space as some have suggested. And maybe there's pushback from my own camp about that, but I, I, I've not so. I, again, I say, like, is it is it possible that I could truly, with what I just said about gay marriage, like, can I truly love and affirm the dignity of someone who's made in the image of the God I say I, I, I love and, and not necessarily have to participate wholly in, in the way that they want me to participate when it comes to allyship and... And and the thing about allyship so is um, you don't get to call yourself an ally. Yeah. It's the community that decides that you're an ally. Mm-hmm. Right? They invite I, you to the barbecue. Right. No, honestly, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you see, if you desire to be an ally as queer people, um, other than myself, right, mm, yeah. um, how can you show up? And I think it's also okay, I'm not speaking to you, mm. That people say that I am not for gay marriage, right? But they have to be honest about it, right? They can't use flowery language, you know, because so, so much we try to decorate our intolerance with like pretty words instead of saying, I actually do believe that God is sending you to hell. Mm. But we don't want to say that because we know it sounds offensive. Mm. Because we also know that saying that I I don't believe that your existence or the way you are existing currently is valid. 
And I don't think we're ready for that pushback. But but so I think, again, trying to take the emphasis off of someone's like identity fully wrapped up in solely in their sexuality. I think Christians in general have that perspective about anyone who is not who is who has not placed faith in in Jesus in that. Their primary position is, I think that the way that your that you your desires, ways you exist, all, yeah, just go the way that you exist is in many ways in opposition to God. Not not and, and sexuality aside, like that is the Christian evangelistic position yeah. in general. I would say that is true for Christians, but the only difference with this is, is that what queer people are saying is that I have a desire to serve God and I have a desire to still have a family. Mm-hmm. I, I would, and, and so I would add on, did I cut you off? No. Okay. Just making sure. Uh, I felt like you were no, done, no, no, no. but also like you had said something so potent that I thought something was coming up after that. I just wanted yeah. to make sure I no. wouldn't cut you off. <laughs> I, I will say that I, I, I do wholeheartedly, and, and this kind of ties back and we talk about, you know, a quote unquote homophobic God. I, I don't believe that God is or even could be fearful or even uh, fearful of of queer people or even fully repelled his love is somehow um th- their queerness is somehow repellent to to God's love I I just I just I just don't I don't believe that yeah like it, it that's why I think it's 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 possible to exist as 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 a queer person even within the faith of Christianity, to be wrestling through what they believe God wants to say about their sexuality. Because you had said something, we were having a conversation last week, and you had said something about how, like, uh, real love comes without, it comes with correction, but it comes without condition. Yeah. Um, and I thought, and you weren't even talking about God. I thought that was, like, so, it was so, like, powerful, profound. Like, you're right. Like, tr- genuine, true love comes without condition because that means, like, if it comes with condition, that means that that love is only based on your ability to live up to who I I want you to be. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not sacrificial love. And oddly enough, like I, I I believe that the Bible presents God that way, that He He does not present a love that says, Before I can love you, you must first you must first acclimate to the way that I want you to be mm-hmm. um, before I can extend love to you. I, 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 I believe that queer people can truly have a desire and love for, for God, specifically the God of the Bible. If we're talking about that, if we want to talk about other, you know, who is God and all that's a whole right, conversation right, right. of itself, but I'm, I'm specifically talking about the Christian God. Mm-hmm. I believe that this radical grace says that no matter what you've done, no matter who you are right now, right. You know what I'm saying? Before I have anything to say about the way that you should be, I'm going to extend my love. Like that's a like a covenantal love. Like the way that God loved from from Old Testament to New Testament is like I I, I just love you, like because I love you. Like well, God, why do you love me, God? Because I love you. But why do you love me? I love you because I love you. And my love is is secular. It's circular. Like it's it's circular reasoning, and it has it's nothing dependent upon who you are. But my love doesn't come without. Correction. Correction. So that's why I think it's possible for, and even though I may not f- fully fall to the extent that some, like like a Candace Bimbo, I may not f- go to the full extent that she talks about Christianity and sexuality. 
But where I am right now and where I'm wrestling right now is like, I do believe that queer people can be, and I'm, I, I'm trying to follow you in that language. I, I do believe that they can exist within the unconditional love of God. And I also think about um, how I always hear people say, let God show up as God shows up mm-hmm. and God will reveal like, what is true. So <laughs> when queer people say like, you know, I have asked God to show up and show God to be true. Mm-hmm. And this is what's happening. And this is how, what's going on. I think we have to believe them. That's where it begins. Right? Because I can't commune with someone who I don't believe. It's, Explain. The, the thing is, so if when we take communion, right? Mm-hmm. We are sharing, we are past, we are doing it in unison in a communal effort because I am under the assumption that this person is a believer. I believe in his belief that we, our belief is the same, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So when our queer brothers and sisters are saying like, no, God has shown up in my life and God has shown up in this particular way. And even for the ones who have prayed the the gay away or whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. and they're saying nothing is changing because nothing is wrong, and mm-hmm. they have waited patiently. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to believe them, mm-hmm. and if we don't believe them. We we're calling essentially calling them a liar, mm-hmm. and so I'm not sure where the covenant goes after that. Um. Well. So yeah. The- Covenant, I mean, and this is where I'll draw the line for myself. Um, whoever God is, he does not God reserve the right to define right and wrong. Yeah. Okay. And not and not solely the experience of of people, like who they are, like how they experience themselves, how they experience others, how they experience sexuality, like ultimately does not God's right and wrong. I'm speaking this within, with under the umbrella of like, I I believe that God loves all. All who can love whoever he wants mm-hmm. to love. He he sets his love on whoever he wants to set his love on. Whether Whether you've prayed for years and years, for the gay to go away and it never went away. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to go away. He, he can, he can still, God, yeah. God can still love you. Period. Yeah. Period. That's that's on period. <laughs> on period. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people, a lot of Christians, myself included, are trying to navigate what it looks like. They they feel so torn because they're like man I I love God and I love the Bible and I've read it and I've I've seen it, I've tried I've tried I've tried to like read it upside down sideways you know from from back to front you know from right to left rather than left to right and just try to think like is there a way that um God fully condones and there are some who have tried to do the gymnastics to make it seem like he does, but, but like, as you've sort of suggested that you've seen, like, it's just not there. So I want to be honoring to the God that I've, I've come 
to love. And the God I've come to love, he loves without condition. And I want to express that. I, I have people in my life that I genuinely, genuinely love. I, I, if I can speak so ignorantly to some degree of like, I don't even like their sexuality is not the pinnacle of their identity to me. It's just like, yo, this is, this is Will, it's the homie. And like, we don't, this is even, this is the most we've ever even talked about sexuality, right, right. me and you. It's like, you can come to the crib, <laughs> right, it may be. Yeah. Like, it's just not even a, yeah. it's just not a thing. And we want to be able to honor God and at the same time be like, yeah, I, 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 I love you, like, period. Yeah. Like, I, I just, right. I love you. And I want you to be able to exist safely in my life. Right, right, right. As someone who believes like I do, can I, can I genuinely affirm your existence and, and, and love um, you? I think the prayer should be, um, God, um, show, I trust you enough to show up in their life as you should. And, I, and that's it. Right. I can I can I can get with that. Y'all that wraps it up for this episode of the Flights and Feelings podcast. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Again, check me out on Patreon, uh, the Flights and Feelings Sky Club. What also really, really helps is that you share this podcast on all your social media platforms. I know it sounds cheesy and cliche to ask for this stuff, but I, I it really does help. So help your boy out. Share it. Also, like and subscribe to the podcast. It lets me move up in the rankings as well. Other people are able to discover this podcast in the way that you have as well. And I hope this has been enlightening and helpful and and encouraging in some way to you. Hey, you could be going anywhere in the world, but you're right here. So thank you for choosing the Flights and Feelings podcast. And remember to always fly. Hello Fresh. 